the Maternal, Child and Women's Health in the National Department of Health, Dr. Yogan Pillay. Uh, a very good uh, afternoon to you, Dr. Pillay, and thank you so much for speaking to us. Good afternoon, Fabiso, and always good to talk to you and your listeners. So I'm wondering where are we in terms of figures right now, the number of deaths due to tuberculosis, and has there been a reduction at all since you've begun this uh, campaign of screening at schools and free screening, uh, screenings? You know, we've got, uh, I think we've got uh, some good news to report, uh, courtesy of Stats South Africa. You know, they uh, look at uh, deaths through the death certificate process and they look at causes of mortality, causes of death as well. And um, it's quite clear from their report that deaths due to TB have come down substantially over the last five or six years. And currently there are, of all the deaths uh, recorded by them in 2015, about less than 8% are now attributable to TB, whereas five years ago it was something like 12%. So the number of deaths over between 2009 and, and 2015 have about half deaths due to TB. Okay, so the figure I read out earlier on was a, a an estimated figure of about 33,000 deaths. About so, 33,000. So yes. that would be down to? That's so no, that's where we're at. So that's the reduced. At okay, all right. It's reduced to that. Um, in uh, 2009, it was something like 69,000 mm. deaths due to TB. But Dr. Um, Pillay, I have to ask you this question, which is what we're also asking our listeners in this day and age: Why are people still dying from tuberculosis? Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. TB is curable, as we all know. Everybody, I think, by now should know the symptoms of TB, and we have the drugs to treat patients. So that's a very good question about why we still have patients dying of TB, and a number of reasons. One is that you know that many of our HIV-positive patients are dying of TB. So we have a significant, and it's about 60%, co-infection rate between HIV and TB. And, And the bulk of the patients who die from TB as the cause of death are also HIV positive. So this is these two diseases are two sides of the same coin. So we shouldn't really be talking about TB without talking about HIV, even though that TB itself can can uh, be a cause of death on its own. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons that people are so dying because they are co-infected with HIV. The second reason is that many people are still coming for treatment very late. You know, many of the deaths from TB are not drug-susceptible TB, are drug-resistant TB patients. And many of those patients are patients who have had TB, drug-sensitive TB, not treated or haven't completed the treatment, and it then progresses to a TB that's resistant to the first line of treatment. We then have to put them on second or third line treatment. Uh, which is of long duration. You know, if you have drug-resistant TB, you can be on treatment from anything from 18 months to two years, whereas if you have drug-susceptible TB, you can be cured within six months. So that's the second reason. Um, The third reason is, I think, stigma. I think we must acknowledge that there's still a fair amount of stigma related to TB, 
In fact, a survey that was done in 2014 found that there was more stigma related to TB than HIV, which we found surprising. But when you think about it, it's not that surprising. You know, the minister often says that you can only not contract TB if you stop breathing because TB, the cells are in the air, the bacteria is in the air, and you breathe it in, and that's how it gets into your lungs and other parts of your body. So for as long as one breathes, one can get TB. And the truth is that there's a lot of what's called latent TB in South Africa. You know, about 80% of South Africans have latent TB, which means that it's inactive and it's activated by various things. For example, if your immune system is depressed, if you have HIV, it's depressed, you're more likely to get an activation of TB, you're poorly nourished, you're suffering from malnutrition, not have, you don't have enough food, or indeed stress and reactivate. Mm. I'm actually glad Dr. Play, I'm glad you you mentioned the other contributing factors because things like nutrition, some of those things are beyond people's control. So when patients are also blamed for not finishing their course of TB, it may actually just be down to socioeconomic challenges like that, that a person doesn't have enough to eat. From a policy directive, what can you do as a department? So this is, uh, you know, TB is a social problem and uh, it's a all-of-government problem. The health department, you know, can do a small number of things, important things, but can't solve all of the problems. So we, we do need to focus as much on things like decreasing our rates of poverty, improving employment rates, ensuring that people have access to food, not even good nutrition, just basic food. And that's where other government departments become important allies in the fight against TB. These would include the Department of Social Development, the Department of Education, the Department of Transport in terms of ensuring that, you know, in the taxis and the trains we have good ventilation. So there's a whole range of departments, uh, as, as far as government is concerned, that need to work together and work much more closely together and then, of course, on the community side, we need community support, we need family support to ensure that we get rid of the stigma because, as you say, it's not the patient or the person's fault that they got TB because, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. As I said, for as long as you breathe, you might catch TB, which means that you then have to be able to get the treatment as soon as you can and complete it. And that's what we really need to all work together to, to do to ensure that by 2030, if not sooner, we eliminate TB as a public health threat in our country.